rock and roll, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you being flexible. Got to be flexible, man. It's the day we live in. If you can't adapt, you're dead meat. It's a good, it's right. a good theme for a show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be the title for this podcast. It, it could be, man. If you can't adapt and you sit there and suck your thumb and sit in the fetal position, you are going to get run over by something. <laughs> I like that. Let me add this to the show notes. I, I can't adapt your dead meat. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26th to November 24th, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us ASAP at the entrepreneurhouse.com and now on to today's episode being a podcast host you get to spend time and interview some truly amazing people i honestly consider it an honor even then there are always some that stand out even more above a crowd that stands out above most today's guest is one of those his agency actually reached out to be on our podcast sometimes we accept solicitations and sometimes we don't but am i ever glad we accepted this one I want to recommend you take some time to listen to our guest today. His name is Damian Lupel. He has founded, co-founded, or bought nearly 40 businesses. He has black belts in three different forms of martial arts and started his own form of martial arts as well. He has owned an insurance agency, a precious metal firm, a venture capital company, a financial consulting firm, an eight-figure real estate company, and written five books. I think you will find out quickly why I recommend him and why the next 35 minutes are totally worth your time. And without further ado, let's welcome Damien to the show. Damien Lupo, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you? Chris, it is good to be here. I'm doing awesome. And we had a little difficulties with Skype, but we found a backup plan on Zoom, thanks to you and your handy tech abilities. And uh, we were talking about the importance of being flexible in the world today. And you mentioned something that I thought was really cool. Do you want to tell the listeners? Uh, yeah, I, I think that it, today, if you can't adapt, if you're not flexible, you're, you're going to end up getting run over because you're going to sit in a fetal position with your thumb in your mouth wondering, how do I fix this? <laughs> or maybe you just give up and something's going to run over you. And so, I mean, the, it's, not, it's funny. It's not how much we know anymore. Nobody cares. Like going to school is really kind of a dumb idea. If you're not out there in the middle of what's really going on, by the time you get out of school, you're going to go, wait, everything changed. And so you've got to yeah. be willing to adapt. It's, it's how fast you can adapt now. That's the key to, to success. And as, as an entrepreneur, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the old Bruce Lee quote. Be like water. When the water's in a kettle, it's a kettle. When the water's in a jar, it's a jar. But be like water. Always flow. I, I love that. I, there's, there's, there's another one that, that popped into my brain. It was a Mike Tyson quote where he was going into a fight. You may have heard this one where mm -hmm. somebody says, I've got this plan and I'm going to do these things. And, and I've, got, I, I've been setting this up for months. And Mike says, yeah, man, you know what? Your plan is going to go right out the window as soon as I punch you in the face once. And it was just <laughs> like, that's life. You get punched in the face. You better be able to figure out a new plan. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's a, well, here, we'll double back on that, but that's a Navy SEAL thing too. Like they always plan meticulously to the T that everything's planned, but then they always know without a doubt that the plans never go as planned and make sure you have a backup plan to be flexible. Yeah, makes it, 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 it kind of reminds me of, uh, well, I mean, right now I had a plan a year ago. I had a plan. I raised, <laughs> I raised the money for my, my, my uh, seed round for my company. 
and a uh-huh. million dollars in, have this pro forma, have this plan, everything's good. And I am 90% off of my projections. So I better be willing <laughs> and able to adapt or I'm going to sink. I mean, that's, that's reality yeah. though. You just, you, you think you have an idea that's going to work and then all the world happens, life happens. So what are some ways that you, we're in the meat of the show already, which is great. We're going to introduce Damien here pretty soon, you guys, but I want to ask you, <laughs> you'll figure out why, why you should listen to him. But what are some ways that keep you on your toes so you're, you're always adapting? Like you had that plan, you're 90% off target. What are some ways that you change trajectory? The, the probably the most fundamental way that's a big difference now than it was uh, t- 10 years ago when I blew up my real estate company. And that was, it was a $20 million wipeout and major operation nationally. I, what the big difference today is that I've got my coach in place. And even when things are not going well, he's, he's going to be the last person that I would ever cut. I mean, I would be going, I would file for bankruptcy with him in court with me. And it's mm. because you can't see yourself. And, and he constantly, every time we get on the phone or meet up, we're talking about the, the numbers, the metrics, the what's driving, what's the most important thing. And we get in the middle of the, the stuff and, and we think it's really important. And if somebody's not saying, hey, here's actually the important thing and you're completely missing it, it's the lowest on your priority list, but it's the only thing that matters. Everything else can wait. That's, that's the difference in adapting. You've got to have somebody, I think, always there whose core job is to watch you swing and call it out and get, help you get off just an inch in the right direction when you happen to be veering in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's really good. Who is your coach and how long have you been with him or her? He, uh, his name is Mike Coffey and he came through the Keller Williams program. So when, okay. when the company was first started, he was the first person. And a lot of times I think people will wait, especially entrepreneurs. We think, okay, I'm bootstrapping. I've got a grill, a marketing thing. I'm going to do all this stuff. And when I can afford a coach, when I'm making money, I'll get a coach. We, it, the, the operation, we did something different. I, I went out and found this guy day one. So when we started, we didn't have anything. We were still building our pro forma and, and just getting going. But to have him in the conversation from the get-go, it was worth every penny. It was the best investment ever beyond any computer system or SaaS or, or anything. It, it's, it's that coach and he's, he's world-class, truly. Nice, man. Well, listeners, so let's get back to who Damien really is. I was reading his bio and it's pretty amazing, you guys. He's got, he started 35 businesses. He's a black belt in three different uh, martial arts. Is that correct? It, yeah, three plus, plus another one, the, the one that I founded. Okay. Yokido, right? Yeah, Yokido. Okay, cool. And I'd like to talk about that because I do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu too. So maybe we can have a little martial art talk. And then now your focus is total control financial. And he's been through quite a bit, you guys. Like he was in Phoenix in Southwest US when I was. We didn't know each other then and we were both kind of going through the real estate game. But something that I also thought was really cool is that you've been on 170 podcasts as a guest. And I've done, I think, 170 as a host, but not a guest. So that's pretty wild. So I'm sure there's some listeners that would like to learn your tricks on how to become a guest on that many podcasts. So let's jump into you, man. We want to hear your background, your story. How'd you start all those businesses? How'd you get so many black belts? And how are you just sitting in Sedona chilling uh, with no worries right today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you one thing. Sedona is very, it's very chill, but there are definitely worries and there are concerns. It's as an entrepreneur, I don't think those go away until you're dead. And maybe even then they continue on. Uh, The I just have always been in the middle of problem solving. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's our entire mission. It's to find a problem that needs to be solved. Steve Jobs kind of did this, but he made up the problem that you didn't know you had. And, mm-hmm. and then 
most of us, if we're, if we're smart, we're going to go find something that is a friction point out there. And, and I started off doing that when my friction point was I couldn't afford Nintendo games as a kid. And so I found, I figured out a business to go buy and sell them. And, and at 11 years old, I was hiring my parents to drive me around. And that's, that was the first problem I really solved that I remember. And it just kept going from there where I was finding other problems. And if I ever did something that was not a problem, that was really just a commodity, I found myself in a lot of competition and a lot of frustration because I wasn't really stepping out into problem solving. I was just in pitch mode. And I think there's a big difference between problem solving and pitch mode. And you really did start 35 businesses or co-founded, yeah. start and co-founded? Yeah, start, bought, co-founded. Uh, it, it's we're probably close to, to 40. And, and a lot of those didn't work. I mean, that's, yeah. that's one of the funny things one of the rules I have is I'm, I'm almost, it's almost impossible for me to decide to invest with somebody or be a partner with somebody that has not fallen on their face at least mm-hmm. once or twice, because it's, it's a unique experience. And if, if you are insistent on being right and you haven't been wrong, it's like, I, I remember investing with a buddy of mine and he had never lost money on a real estate investment and guess which property he lost money on. The, the one with you, the one with me, <laughs> that was this, his first one. And he was a good guy I and mean, he is a good guy. But I made the mistake and it was my lesson. It was a $25,000 lesson where I went, okay, got it. All right. My rule is you better go out there and do something and get some scrapes and bruises and, and get a little bloody before I get involved. I do not want to be the, the one that's paying for your education in the land of the trenches. Yeah. It makes complete sense. What was your most ridiculous business that you started? Uh, holy cow. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, did, I did a network marketing and it was, it was kind of ridiculous because it went vertical and then went right off a cliff. So in six months, I had 4,000 people in my group. I was making 10,000 bucks a month. So that's a pretty good like retirement. People are done. If they can make $10,000 a month passively, then hey, that's sure. pretty good. So I did that. And then the month I hit the 10,000, they changed the compensation plan and it went from like uh, three legs to binary, if you guys know what that is. And, it, and all of a sudden, my comp went to 200 bucks a month. And so that seemed pretty ridiculous to me that I <laughs> built this organization and I could barely pay for my product that, I was, that was on auto ship. So this is, again, adapting. I said, okay, that business model doesn't work for me and, and I'm out. So um, I mean, that, was, that was pretty ridiculous. I, Which company was it? It was Zri, uh, tied in with, with uh, Oprah and Deepak Chopra and pretty big heavy hitters. Wow. And it, so they didn't have a problem with changing the the payment system on you guys. I'm sure a lot of people, other people were upset too, right? Well, and this is the thing and it made me realize I have a, a real close friend of mine one time that I introduced this to and he, he said, no, he said, man, you should not be in a network marketing company that you didn't start. What are you doing? And I just, I looked <laughs> at him and I thought, why? You know, what's, what's this problem? I'm making 10 grand a month. Mm-hmm. The reason he said that is because companies can do exactly what this company did and their original pitch, which is, consistent. You know, people get pitched one thing and then down the road it changes. Their pitch was, Hey, go get people, bring them in and you, they're going to make money. Their product's going to be paid for and, and they don't actually have to do anything. So I, I had everybody signing up and it was all good until they changed the deal. And once they changed the deal, everybody that had signed up that I had sold this thing on, they actually started losing money every month. And, and they, and so I had all these friends and family that were saying, Hey, wait a second, I'm paying 200 bucks a month for this juice. And, and like, what's the deal? And so that was the problem. And their pitch to me was, hey, buddy, you're, you're going to make tons of money because you sell. And I said, yeah, but you guys changed the rules and you broke your word. So I'm out. Right. Good move, man. Which business are you most proud of? Which business am I most proud of? Gosh, I, I think the, you know, the, the, the work I'm doing now with Total Control Financial is, is pretty significant to me because it's, it's, it's the first time that I've 
other than Yokido and the training, the martial arts I've been doing for, for 20 years, it's the first time I started something where the first thing I did was ask, what is this based on? What are the values that are driving this thing? And, and sat down for an entire day and picked those six values and really just defined the mission. And, and so I'm proud of the fact that this is more foundational. It's not just shooting from the hip, selling something, hoping I don't go bankrupt next month. I mean, it's really built on something that's important for for an impact. And the, and the big picture is not a billion dollar unicorn, it's a billion person impact. And that's, that's the biggest shift. So I'm, I'm the most proud that I'm in that space and that's how I'll go, for, go forward with other businesses too. Tell us more about what you guys are exactly doing over there. We are disrupting Wall Street. And, and so that, that sounds exciting and terrifying to a lot of people. And, and what that means is there's, there's this certain model around investing that most people are trapped inside. It's like the matrix. They're trapped inside their own mind because they've been convinced you're supposed to get a job and, or whatever you do, you're supposed to have a 401k or an IRA and invest in a bunch of mutual funds. And that the truth is we have a lots of options, mm-hmm. but the, the, the whole mutual fund thing is very profitable and it's profitable for the brokerage houses. It's not profitable for people. So our, our, our mission is to empower people with a tool that gets them in a space where they can invest in alternatives using the same tax code rules. So basically they get to use their 401k for things like real estate that you and I know about and things mm-hmm. like precious metals where they can physically hold gold and silver in their hand and have the government pay for 40% of it with the tax deduction. So we're, we're throwing this whole model on its head and it's really annoying the banks and the brokerage houses because they're losing all their fees, which makes me happy. That makes a lot of people happy. <laughs> so <laughs> are you guys a community of, that's offering educational advice or are you, you handling the transactions for these people and helping them do that? Uh, part of that. So what we do is we set up the vehicle. We, we set up the solo 401k for people and sometimes the self-directed IRA. We set these things up and then we have a community and a conversation that's ongoing where people can interact and, and brainstorm and collaborate instead of being an island. And that's, that's the problem with, with most investing and, and really the political system in general. It's all about divide and conquer and keep everybody isolated. And our, our thing is, is really about bringing people in together as a community so they can work together and be stronger and wealthier and, and we're confident together. And so we, we have that happening. It's not a, it's not a pitch fest. So we don't, we don't have any real estate we're selling. The only thing that's really even available is, is metals that people want to buy. Um, just cause that was my business for, for the last 10 years I've had that company. But beyond that, it's all about education. We're not sitting there promoting anything. We don't really think we know what's best for you. We think you know what's best and we just have to figure out that together. Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business. October 26th through November 24th, we will have our most impactful event ever. Four weeks in the northern mountains of Thailand with other entrepreneurs. The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high speed Wi-Fi at a beautiful resort complex. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level contact us at theentrepreneurhouse.com and now back to the show so on your notes that i was reading over before we started the podcast uh, i saw a bold statement and i i'd love for you to elaborate more on it and you predict a big crash in 2018 now i'd love to to learn some more about what your thoughts are on this because i've been listening like i invest in gold and silver have a, i have a self-directed ira also and so i've been listening to people since 2008 about this quote unquote big crash that's supposed to happen and have been waiting really 
10 years for it to happen. So what's your thoughts and your feelings on it? What's your, what's your prediction? Well, Chris, there's, there's two things that are coming together and this is not just a, a uh, gut instinct or something. This is math. And that's why it's really exciting to, to share it because you don't have to go, well, he's crazy. No, I'm not crazy. Just look at the numbers. Go, don't, don't even believe me. Just go look it up. The there's, there's a couple of things. There's three things that are happening. There's a massive amount of money that, that big companies on these exchanges, the, the GEs of the world are using, they're, they're buying shares back. And if you buy shares, it's going to push your price up. And so they're doing that. It's really good for the, the high level people, the CEOs, people that have options, they're making a fortune. And, and it looks like the companies are doing better than they are. It looks like the economy is doing better. That's something that's going to run out when there's, when that excess cash is not there. So that's one thing. The, the second thing is that for a long time, we've been sitting in this space of super low zero interest rates. When when rates drop in half, so let's just make this super simple. If rates drop in half, it's basically going to allow you to buy twice as much house. So you go, great. Mm-hmm. My house, that was 200. The rates went in half. I can, my, I'm making the same amount of money, my income, and I can buy a house that's twice as expensive. I want to live in basically the same area. So it's pushing, it's putting pressure on those houses. So all the houses are going up, they're doubling. It's, it's reasonable to assume that the exact opposite will happen when rates go up when they double, houses will go in half. Well, rates aren't going to double in the next 18 months, but they are going to go up about 25%. The, the Fed is, is going to add another point. It's, it's a 100 basis point increase that's expected. It's, it's built into the models. And, and that is a 25% increase. A 25% increase will push house prices down about 18% so that the same person can still afford a house, but their, their, their payments are getting more expensive. And, and this is, I mean, it's math. So if you, if you just look at the numbers, that's what will happen when you have a point increase. That's number two. The third thing, you've got these baby boomers, which there's a lot of them. There's like 60 or 70, mm-hmm. I think 73 million of them. And they retire at the, at the rate of 10,000 a day. And what I mean by retire is they're forced wow. to start pulling money out of the stock market because they all have these 401ks and mutual funds. And when you're age 70 and a half, you have to pull money out. There's a certain required amount that you have to pull out based on your life expectancy, 10,000 a day are being added into that system that have to pull an average of a thousand a month out 10,000 a day, a thousand a month. You think about the numbers, we're talking about billions and billions and billions that are being pulled out of the market. That's a lot of selling. So as Mm -hmm. that grows, you create this tidal wave of selling pressure, which pushes everything down. And so those three things are coming together simultaneously. And then that's, so those are, that's the math. And when you have that much math pressure, it's, it's a function of time. It's not 10 years down the road. There's going to be a lot of hopium that's being smoked. People are saying, okay, it'll all work out. It's not true. <laughs> Math, you can't argue. It's like saying gravity is not going to affect me today. I'm going to float around. No, it's, give me a break. It's, it's going to happen. So just knowing that, I think what you're doing is smart. I think people should be aware of it. Uh, there's, there's an opportunity like there was in 2008 to really do well when markets naturally cycle unless you're in a fetal position on the floor sucking your thumb. And I was doing that in 2008 because I was, so, I was in so much pain. And that, that's not where you want to be when this thing cycles. You want to be ready to go and ready to create vast legacy wealth. So I want to ask you what specifically, so we have a lot of location independent entrepreneurs and a lot of them do know about this idea theory of a big crash coming. Some of them really buy into it and some of them don't. So I'm curious, what would you say if you have a location independent business and you're bouncing around the world, enjoying these different countries or using leveraging 
life in these different countries to increase your lifestyle. What would you recommend those people do to stay or to prepare even more for that crash that happens? One of the, the things I, I suggest to people when I, when I work one-on-one or just the first thing that I'll respond is, is making sure you have a dry powder. When, whenever there's some type of cycle, you don't want to be totally leveraged and stuck in assets. You can't freely move around. So an example of that is, and, and I, this is what I did. I, I ended up selling hard things like houses, I, the ones I lived in. Rental houses are different because they're producing cash flow and I like cash flow, but being tied down to something and having a bunch of equity sitting in a house. And right now is a really interesting time to sell because there's all this equity that people tend to have. It's a very common thing. And being able to pull that out and having it liquid, whether it's in cash or Bitcoin or, or physical precious metals that are placed maybe around the world, there's this, this freedom and flexibility when you've got that. And the other thing is, is really making sure that you're not building up a huge lifestyle right now that you're not flexible with. I mean, I agree with Grant Cardone. Buying a house and living in it before you have rental property and before you have passive income is one of the stupid, stupidest things you can do. <laughs> and it is what, the, it's the pitch, the great American dream, owning your own home. It's you're owning your own prison in a lot of ways financially. So you gotta be really careful about what, which one you do first. Yeah, it makes sense. That's one of the things that, that I do, I definitely do, and why I continue to invest my time and energy into either digital assets or precious metals because of that reason. You know, I see people that are even like in their mid thirties or early forties or even late twenties that are stuck in the brat race. They have their house and their car and everything. And it just, they're, they're so dependent on that one little spots and those things that they have. And it's incredible on the emotional attachment that people have to that and how it's very hard for them to let that go. So I like that advice. Now I want to ask you, what do you think about cryptocurrencies and do you think they would be a good investments for the economy changing and crashing? I, I, I think that there's a good good reason to have cryptocurrency. I have some, I have Bitcoin and it was an accident. So like there, I read an article where a guy was in, I think he was in college or, or something and, and bought it when it was two cents uh, you know, each. And, and now he's just, he's done. He's got $25 million worth of Bitcoin. He sold nice. a lot of it and he's just floating around the world. And this is, I, I think we, we can't ignore it. I, um, it's one of the one of the funny things. Recently, I had somebody come in and say, "Hey, can I use my my solo four hundred one k to buy Bitcoin?" And I said, "In fact, you can." And they went, "Ooh, that's really exciting!" So you know, they're, they're now they're using tax deferred money to buy Bitcoin that's completely private and everything. I it's it is going to be an influence. It's going to be a game changer. It, it's it's kind of deceptive right now because a lot of people still don't know what it is. And they don't really trust it. But there is going to be a shakeout with all these different. Uh, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or these different blockchain blockchain platforms that drive this this uh, cryptocurrency, and I I was ignoring it my, to my demise, you know, stupid for for years, but it's because it didn't it seemed crazy like this isn't anything. Well, what is what is the U.S. dollar or the yen or the euro? It's just made up anyway. It's all made up. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's not is is physical gold and silver. So I, I like it. I think everybody should have it, just like they should have some gold and silver. I want to talk to you, Damien, about there's a couple notes I had here, some important metrics that entrepreneurs should be paying attention to in their businesses. And I know you have a a world of experience with this. So what are some suggestions that you could recommend on what's the most important to pay attention to? 
Well, there, there's, there's two things that, that you're critical. And of course, I paid attention to neither one of them when I was starting my real estate business. So <laughs> that, that was painful. Uh, the one is, is your burn. Like, what are you doing? And, and if you're not tracking your burn, and really, I think a lot of people don't do this on purpose because it's painful to see that, like me, you spent $200 a month at Starbucks and you go, I don't want to know that. I just want to sip my mm-hmm. latte. So the, the, the burn on all your stuff and the yaya that you have in your business it's really easy to justify buying things when you say, oh, it's a tax write-off. I don't have to pay taxes on this money. I'd rather spend it than write a check to the government. That, that's one. And that, that takes somebody like a bookkeeper that you say, hey, watch my stuff and tell me what I'm doing. And maybe even your coach. So it seems simple, but very few people actually do it because they're too busy hustling. If you're a hustler, an entrepreneur, you're like, ah, it's just overhead. I need to go sell something. So you got to take, you got to pay attention because that will creep. It'll creep as your business grows. You continue. I mean, I've done this dozens of times where it just keeps expanding. I'm like, how is my overhead so much? Well, as I got bigger, I decided I need a bigger this and a bigger that and more of this and more of that. So that's one thing. And, and people often in, in our space as an entrepreneur, we think about sales. We think about the, the top line. And what we really should be thinking about is, is the drivers that get us the sales and then the net bottom line. The top line is our, our ego number. The bottom line is the real success number. So the drivers are the things that we don't necessarily fall in love with. We fall in love with the sale, but there are things before the sale that if we fall in love with those things and we're measuring those, the things that work and we understand our conversions, the sales will naturally happen. And, and to put pressure on a salesperson and say, whether it's you or somebody else and say, you got to sell this. Well, great. What does it take to sell it? And if we, if we absolutely are, are like maniacal around those drivers, those things that will lead to it, it makes the business fun because we can control those. You can't control the sale, but you can absolutely control what kind of fuel you're putting into your system. Now, you mentioned something too about the psychology and pattern recognitions around money. And I know I, like we just wrapped up 100 podcasts with 100 location independent six-figure earners. And so we've just started this push for another 100 podcast of 100 location independent seven-figure earners. And what I learned from the difference between those five-figure, six-figure, seven, eight, nine figures, really, I mean, there's some systems that definitely help, but a lot of them, it was just flat out mindset. And so I'm wondering if you can add to some good suggestions and helping people with their money and their financial psychology to help them change the level that they're doing business on. Well, the, the thing that I would start with and, and start and finish with and give you one thing to focus on is if you want to go from that 100,000 a year to 100,000 a month, and that's what we're talking about is effectively a 10x bump. You can't do it incrementally. You can't say I'm going to grow my business by 10% or whatever. You've got to be thinking completely different. And this is why 10x is one of our, our six key values. And it's one of my personal ones that I refer to. And I, I study grant stuff. The reason being because when you're thinking about 10x, when you're asking the question, how do I go from, okay, my business, I'm making 100,000 and I want to go to a million. You can't do the same things. Your, your past, whatever you were doing, your belief systems, the people that are around you cannot be the same ones that are going to go to a million. They'll, they'll, people will anchor you down. That's a big piece. You're going to have to have different people in your life. And in all likelihood, you're going to have to have a blank slate event where you're going to take your current stuff, your whatever it is you're doing, and you're going to throw it all off the table and you're going to say, what does a million dollar company do? And you're going to have to reinvent yourself. So if you do that one thing and you do it regularly, like I do it at least once a month, if not once a week, I'm asking that question. Do I have people in front of me, around me that are, are thinking 10 times bigger than we're currently doing? And 
are the things that we're, we're doing if they're, if they're physical versus digital. Digital, you can go 10 times or 100 times. Physical, it's a lot harder. So you might have to start moving things into a digital space and figuring out how to use that leverage. You've got to start doing that if you want to add those zeros. And an example for me, I have one person left from my original team just over a year ago when I started this company because I didn't have the 10x thinking people around me then and I needed to clear them out. And it is painful, but it was the only way that we were going to go in 10x versus go you know, negative 10x, which is kind of what happened with the business where we were 90% off of our targets. We had the wrong people. So that's the one thing I would focus on is, is the 10x factor. So you've been on 170 or so podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us how you get on so many podcasts. I know there's a lot of people that would love to be on that many podcasts. So, so what are your hacks? So there, there's two things. One, find somebody that does it really well, meaning somebody that sets you up. And, and I have a, a great gal, Jessica Rhodes, that has a team and, and they know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing, setting up interviews. And, and, so you, and I'm willing to pay for it. And that's one of the things. I think a lot of people are trying to do everything for free. And I'm willing to invest, just like my, my friend Louis Howes will say, hey, you know what? If there's one thing you're going to do, invest in your brand. I'm investing in the brand and the message by getting out there. And so I'm putting money where my mouth is and she does a great job. And then when I'm on a show, when I'm, when I'm sharing something with, with you, I'm going to ask you, do you have anybody that you, you think I would be a good fit for? And it's, it's a way to leverage what you're already doing. So that it's, it's really those two things. There's nothing else. Perfect, man. Any other tips or tricks or hacks you want to share with the listeners before we sign off? Well, it, it's to, to this, this show, the being on all the podcasts or your business, there's, you can mentally make, work your way through to the end. You can think, I would be a, a guest and I would say this and I would do that and it would look like this. The only way you're going to know that is by going and doing it. And the, the shows that I was on a year ago probably sound terrible. And, it's, and <laughs> hopefully this sounds better. The, it's also true in business. And I think a lot of people are afraid of going out there and stubbing their toe and that is really the only way that you're going to become world-class. And a good, good friend of mine, Steve Siebold, is, talks about this, the, world, the secrets of the world-class. And if you want to be world-class, you have to constant, constantly be in live fire. You cannot become successful on a spreadsheet. Mm. You have to be out there making mistakes. And the faster you fail is the faster you're going to get to your dreams and your fulfillment. Perfect, man. Damien, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for being flexible with our technical difficulties that we had earlier and sharing all your tips and tricks and your wisdom with us. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. It's been fun. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for coming on the show once again, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for the attendees, and you'll get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th, 2017. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, and co-working spaces. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, don't hesitate to contact us, theentrepreneurhouse.com. We will respond as soon as we can. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.
All right. Well, let's do some podcasting, huh? <clears throat> do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? Uh, no. Before we get started. No, okay. man. It's, it's it's like sitting at a bar having a beer with somebody. So it's I mean, I 170 of these in. It's I, I don't listen to shows and I don't listen, look at flows. I just figure I'm sitting down meeting somebody new and having a having a rap session. So it's all good. I, I like that. And we'll ask you at the end of the podcast to bust out your best entrepreneur rap if you're game. Oh my God, my best entrepreneur <laughs> rap. <laughs> that is a disaster waiting to happen. That's, oh my gosh. We are, I have a timer somewhere. I think I want to say about 25 minutes. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I was thinking we were a little longer, but that's all right. I think we were, but we, we started the show. Um, I think, yeah, it was, I mean, 20, 25, 30. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. good. Yeah. Do you have another appointment now? Um, i actually, I have a massage here in a minute. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, work all this stuff in. It's, I, I always laugh when, when I share that because that's, it's something that's really important in my life as a regular ritual for keeping healthy. And, and I, I hear people going, oh, wow, you know, I haven't had one of those in years. And, and I'm like, what are you doing working so hard and not taking care of yourself? Are you crazy? Right. I agree. What do you, what do you black belts in? Uh, Aikido and um, different versions of Aikido and, and Kaji Kido and then Yokido. So okay, and Yokido is a mixture of yoga and Aikido, and, and there's an influence of Reiki, of healing hands. Oh, nice. It's cool, man. Yeah. Very, yeah, very nice. It's kind of the, I'm looking for a place to, to teach it up here. It's the, it seems like the ideal place. So we'll, I just started a, a Sedona martial arts meetup group, so we'll see how that, how that pans out. See, I, I'm not really sure where to go. Maybe I live on the river, so maybe we'll go splash in the river and throw each other around. So your academy's in Austin, right? The yeah. Yokido one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's uh, where, where are you? Uh, right now I'm in Barcelona. Oh, okay. Yeah. See this, this is the man. It's, it's funny because you could have been down the street and it, and you know, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Are you going to be over there a while? I spend the summers here. So I usually spend, um, five to six months, uh, summertime in Barcelona. Um, I go to Brazil quite a bit. My girlfriend's Brazilian. So we go down there she has a business and, in Rio. I do events well, at least once a year in Thailand. And then I go, I don't know if you've heard of the DCBKK conference, um, but that's in October. I annually go to that and I'm uh, plugged in pretty well with that, those guys. And uh, springtime is usually open. I go home to Missouri uh, every Christmas and then springtime's open for usually any new or fun locations. That's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it for six years. So I love it. I love it. All right. I'm, you know what? Okay. So the, the question that I want to ask, there's two, one, uh, if I would love to, you're, you've been in the space for a while. And if, if you can think of anybody that I'd be, I'd be good on or, or would be helpful for their podcast, I'd love, I'd love an introduction. And yeah, I want to have you in the, right away on the show and talk about what you just said and really yeah. dive into that. Cause you're living it. You're not, you're not full of shit. You're actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, man. Actually, I, I know two podcasters. We kind of network together, maybe three actually. Let's, let's, uh, let's stay in touch. Cause I definitely want to continue the conversation. This is, this is a lot of fun. It was kind of a funny way to start. And, and, uh, I'm, yeah, this is fun, dude. Like I, we could totally hang out. If I was in Barcelona, I'd say, let's go get a beer or something. When you're in Barcelona, when you're in Barcelona, not when, if. I, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, this when, is awesome. When I'm in Sedona. When, yes. Dude, when, this it, has to be one of the best cities on earth. I swear to God. Like, um, right. I love, like you love Phoenix, right? I mean, when you were there, you, you really enjoyed the city or no? Yeah, I had a good it? time there. Yeah. 
So what I loved about Phoenix is it had like it had a variety. It had the mountains, it had the desert. A couple hours away, you had skiing, you had Flagstaff, California, right. Mexico, right? So Barcelona is similar, like um, mountains, ocean. France is an hour and a half away. Um, all the flights to sixty different countries in Europe is a short flight, you know, within three hours, three and a half hours max. And so you just get so much variety here. So. Um, yeah. And the city is just amazing for food, for lifestyle, for everything. I'll, I'll circle back to you because I've got a, I've got a ticket that I bought for this year that I've, I've got to use. And I mm-hmm. feel like maybe it, maybe it's to Barcelona. So it, to, to Europe, I mean, it's everybody <laughs> might had, had some, had miles and I, he said, I'm selling my miles. And I said, great. He said, you got to use it next year. So perhaps it will be this year, which would be great. All right. Well, well I don't want to hold you up from your massage. No worries, dude. I, this has been fun. I really appreciate it. And um, I, I will definitely share. When, when is it coming out? Uh, so I think we can do late next week. Okay. It'll be either Thursday, Friday. I'm, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You got it. <laughs> Let me know if you need anything, Damon, okay? All right. Appreciate it. Likewise. All right. See you, buddy. Okay. Later, man. Bye.